You're listening to a bonus episode of Chatology with Angie Elkins. This is a re-airing of the special Sick of Me series I did with Whitney Caps. I'm so glad you're here for it. Take a minute to subscribe to Chatology and join us for the new season beginning September 3rd. Sick of Me podcast series with Whitney Gabs. I'm your host, Angie Elkins. I'd like to invite you into my conversation with Whitney, where we are on a spiritual journey from transparency to transformation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the final episode of the Sick of Me podcast. I'm Angie Elkins from Chatology. And I'm Whitney Caps, And we're so grateful that you have come on this journey with us. I have to say, Angie, I'm kind of sad that it's the last one. I mean, I'm so glad you're here, but I'm kind of bummed. We're winding it up, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. It's been a great conversation. It has been a great conversation. Before you go any further, friends, let me just tell you, I know you've fallen in love with Angie, and she hosts a <laughs> podcast called Chatology. So if you didn't know that before you started listening to Sick of Me, please go find her. She is my friend, but I would not lie to you. <laughs> she is so fantastic and gets to talk to people and has them open up in ways that really, it's it's going to minister to your heart so much. So please go listen to Angie. I really love it. And Chatology is based around having conversations that matter. So we are doing these kinds of fun, energetic, but gospel-centered conversations every single week. And it truly is, Angie. It's it's so fun to listen to you. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. So back to Sick of Me. If you haven't picked up the book yet, you can still do that. Get it wherever you want to, wherever you buy your books, on Amazon or in the store, wherever, you can get it there. There's also an audio book available. So we would love for you to listen that way. But if you haven't picked up the book yet, it doesn't matter. You can listen to this podcast, ride along with us, and read the book later. So we're glad you've joined us. We've talked about a lot of fun stuff on this podcast. It has been a lot. So um, I don't know. Do you remember after you took the SAT, how you came out and you were like, I I don't don't think I know my name anymore. So if you've listened to all six episodes, you may feel that way because we've covered a ton of content. But just to remind us kind of where we started out, um, man, we talked about just being sick Mm. of me, just Mm -hmm. kind of over doing the same things and falling into the same traps. Yeah, just so over it. Mm -hmm. And um, kind of setting the same spiritual goals. Yeah. Every January or every that. like yeah. new quarter, sometimes every Monday. How many of you start a diet or a new spiritual mm-hmm. habit every Monday? Because right. I'll mess up on Tuesday and I'm like, well, Whatever. I'll just start again on Monday. <laughs> I'm going to live it up the rest of the week. So it was just the frustration of feeling like I was doing all of the right things for all of the wrong reasons. And I had become concerned with looking holy, but not mm-hmm. necessarily being holy. Mm-hmm. And that was, if I'm honest, a hard thing to admit. Yeah. And it meant radically rethinking what I think and what I do spiritually. Yeah, so true. Um, it, it's a it's kind of an icky thing. It is. You know, we talked about conviction. We talked yes. about how the Holy Spirit convicts us of these sins, and we talked about community and friends. Sometimes we kind of let each other off the hook That's with that exactly conviction. Right. That's exactly right. We do. We can find people who say, oh, it's okay. Listen, this is a grace place. And while that can be life-giving, if the ickiness was put there by the Holy Spirit, He does not intend for us to be rescued from it until He's done the work yeah. that He wants it to do. So it's being wise and discerning and looking for women 
women in our life who will not just make us feel better, but make us look more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so um, that takes work. And man, let's just acknowledge together, that might make us super uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. right? But it's worth it. Those kinds of relationships are worth it. Um, And we'll find really those within the context of the church. That's the way God designed it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way He will bless it. Mm -hmm. And yes, if you've been hurt by the church and there are people in your church that you don't necessarily jive with, you might have to look a little harder. Mm -hmm. And maybe you'll have to walk across the room and ask her if she'd like to have coffee. Mm -hmm. But again, those are the relationships that are worth it and that will matter, Mm -hmm. that move us out of self-help and towards sanctification, which is another thing that we talked about, that God has a purpose that while it doesn't look the exact same in everybody, He follows a pattern that's set out in Scripture, mm-hmm. that God causes people to be separate, that separate is hard. Mm-hmm. There are things that God requires of me that are just hard, and that hard is good. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to run from the things that He uses to grow me in Christ's likeness and to make me more holy. But ultimately, I'm not looking for my life to get better. Mm. I'm not even looking for my circumstances to change. And I'm not always even looking for it to be immediately visible to everybody else so that you're impressed with me. What I'm looking for is to know God better Mm. and to feel closer to Him and more Mm. intimately connected to Him and more crucified to myself. Mm. We talked about the difference between just walking away from something and really self-denial and that um, self-discipline is the path We talked about that self-discipline is the path to self-denial and how hard that is, taking up our cross and following Jesus. It's a foreign concept to most of us because we are just really seeking our comfort. Mm -hmm. Everything we do is to find something that feels better, more comfortable, less pain. And so for you to have this message, Whitney, of here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, don't run from this icky feeling. Lean into it. Yes. Lean into it and let God do His work. And it's not something that our culture tells us, but even to some extent, our church culture has kind of started to tell us too. Mm. Because um, we want to believe our identity in Christ, and we want to think about who we are and not live in shame, all of which is theologically true. But sometimes it's fed a little bit of Christian narcissism Mm. where I think about me and what I need and what Jesus is doing. I tell people often, sometimes people will say, I read the Bible and I just don't get anything out of it. And I will say, it's because you're looking for you to get something out Mm. of it. The Bible is meant to tell you more about Jesus. And so it's just shifting. God, not what do I get out of it, but what did you want to say to me through it? Mm. And that's a subtle shift. It's not wrong for us to want to look for Scripture to (laughs) minister to us because it does and it will. But if we're inserting ourselves even into the middle of our Bible study, Mm -hmm. sometimes we'll miss the bigger message that God is trying to say. And so I realized how much of my spiritual life really revolved around me. Mm. And I was just so stinking sick of it. Sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love, though, that you've written this book because you've really pointed us toward the antidote to this mm, sickness. Yeah. You really have. And and God gave us the antidote. And he it's did. sanctification. It is. It's becoming more like Him. And moving through that process, the process is not easy, but moving through that process, building that character and growing more like Christ is what we need to keep us from the sickness. Absolutely. And 
And the good news is it's what most of us want. Yeah. We do so want that. We just had leaned. We talked early on that sanctification is an internal process that's demonstrated by an external response. Mm. And most of us just leaned too far into our external responsibility, and we chase sanctification on our own. And what we talk about in the book is that what that ends up being is self-help, and that's not what we want. Mm -hmm. We want to do our part for sure. I'm not advocating a sit-on-our-hands-and-let-go-and-let-God attitude, but that we ask God what He wants to do in us. What does He want to say to us through His Word? What was He saying about Himself? Mm -hmm. What should I know more? I think right thinking leads to right living. Mm -hmm. And so if I ask God to give me truth and then transform me because of that truth. Listen, the good news is that's a prayer He always Mm. answers. People ask me often, how do I hear God? Like, how do I hear the Lord? I don't know what that sounds like. I don't know what that looks like. And my advice is this, ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of sin Mm. because it's a prayer request that He always answers. Now, you might not like the answer, but part of what we do is begin to hear the Holy Spirit speak to us to move us Mm. towards action. We respond in obedience, and that muscle gets stronger and better. And you talked about that. You gave the great analogy of a piano player showing up and wanting to play the piano, but never practicing. Mm. Showing up each week at the lesson, but never practicing. Mm -hmm. And so not surprisingly, they don't become a better pianist. Mm -mm. And sometimes I think we have pretended to be professional Christians, but only given amateur effort. Absolutely. It It does. It It hurts. Whitney, what... Let's just turn for a moment to what could this look like? I mean, if we found this kind of community, um, and it's not dependent upon the community, but if we found the kind of community that would point us more to Jesus and would ask us hard questions and push push us toward Jesus, push us toward Christ... What could we experience? Oh my gosh, that is what's so exciting for us to think about because real biblical transparency is not just airing the bad. Mm. If you read Paul's letters, he would say these things which sound crazy to us, but like he would say, Look at my life, follow me as I follow Christ, which to me, like that makes my neck splotchy and makes me all kinds of comfortable. But can you imagine a community of women who we wouldn't look to people on Facebook? book to stand on a stage and jump in the air and dance to music and shout, you can find it, you can hustle, nobody can tell you how big your dream gets to be. Can you imagine if instead we got to look to other Christ followers who would stand up and say, you can have more from the Christian life because Christ lives in you and the Holy Spirit wants to see you thrive and grow. And I can tell you He can do it for you because He's done it for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect, but I'm a better wife than I was last year. Mm. I'm not a perfect mom, but here's some of the things I've learned because I've been in Scripture. I've studied God's Word. I've surrendered to His process, and here's what I know. Can you imagine those sweet Mm. senior saints standing up and saying, listen, I've lived a hard life, and I can still tell you that Jesus is good. Mm. I've buried my husband, and Jesus is still so good. Mm. I've watched my children walk away and come back because the gospel works. Mm. I have struggled with depression, and I can tell you because of what Jesus Jesus has done in me. The gospel works. Like it gives me chills to think about women everywhere, not not talking about our brokenness because it's there, but we give so much airtime to the way we're jacked up. Can you imagine if we flipped it on its flipped that on its head and said, you know what? I'm going to begin to talk at least as much, at mm-hmm. least as much 
about what God's done in me as mm-hmm. all the ways I've failed so that I can encourage somebody to see the same reality at play in their life. Because it's it doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. So I can stand on the confidence of God's Word and say what He's done in me, He will do for you because mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. It's the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit who wants us to look like Jesus. Yeah. He Amen. does. He does. You know, it's funny. We do, when you talk about people standing on a stage and cheering, we do a lot of that self-help searching. And we we talked about that, actually, when you were on Chatology. We mm-hmm. talked about the Enneagram and yes. how, we, how much we love the Enneagram. Yes. And it's a great tool, but it's not the answer no. to the problem of self. Mm-hmm. And we can find out about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can find out what Downton Abbey character we are. Yes. We can find yes. out what our Myers-Briggs type exactly is. Right. We can find out our strength finders. We can find out our Enneagram type. Mm-hmm. But once we know these things, how do we say, okay, and here's where, I, but here's where I need Jesus. Absolutely. And really, we need Jesus infiltrated in every bit of so it. So true. But it, we have to stop looking at, at the world to help us fix ourselves. We can't do it. That, you're so right. And what you're describing is really the subtle shifts that make us sick of me. Because we want to learn about ourselves and we want to know mm-hmm. and understand and we can kind of get sidetracked in all of these things. But what we need to know about ourselves is that we're broken Mm -hmm. and we desperately need a Savior. And the good news is that Savior came. And even once He redeems us, He buys us back from sin and He makes us right before God, Mm -hmm. He still says, but I'm not done. Mm -hmm. I am not finished. I now want to make you look more and more and more like me. Mm But we're going to have to surrender to that process. Not take over, but surrender to that process. Whitney, I know you've got a great resource available on your website called The Sick of Me Manifesto. Tell me a little more about it. Well, here's the thing. My um, grooves and habits are so deep that unless I'm really intentional, I'm going to fall back into those same patterns where I try and take over. I try and stay busy. I try and do all the right things that make it look like I'm growing more in Christlikeness. Mm-hmm. And so the Sick of Me Manifesto simply reminds me of what I said yes to in this book, mm-hmm. what I said I wouldn't do, the patterns that I want to turn from, the ways I want to intentionally acknowledge sin talk about it, confess it, ask God to help Mm -hmm. me overcome it, the ways I want to intentionally look for community, the ways I want to nurture community and invite community into my life. I want to remind myself that I give specific people in my life permission to hold me accountable, Mm -hmm. to say things that may hurt, but that are for my good. Mm -hmm. And so um, if you're anything like me and you can already feel the pull of those old habits, Mm -hmm. because listen, I've been doing the Christian life this way a long time, and I've been doing it in my own strength. And so those habits are really strong. Mm. And so this manifesto is just a way to remind me that I'm setting a different course. Mm. And it's something I think that God wants for me. It reminds me of His process and His purpose. And it asks the Holy Spirit to work that out in me. That's great. I hope everybody will go check that out on WhitneyCaps.com. Is it a free download? It's a free resource. Absolutely. So we'd love for you to get it there. Yeah, that's great. Well, friends, this is it. We're wrapping it up. And listen, you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you Mm. for just coming on this journey with us. And even though you're done and you've listened to all six episodes, we'd be super honored if you would share this, if you would talk about it in your social media handles, because... I really think there's truth here that Mm. will give some woman the traction that she needs to move towards holiness. 
Absolutely. If you are wondering how you can help with this ministry, if you can help get the word out, the answer is to share it. Yeah. Share it with your friends. You can share this podcast easily. You can leave a rating and review. And guys, I don't understand how it works. I just know it has something to do with the iTunes algorithm. When you leave a rating and review, it exposes the podcast to more people. So just do that for us. If you'll just take a second and tell us what you thought about it. Please. We would love to hear from you. Um, Even if you're reading the book and it's spoken to you, reach out to Whitney and tell her the things that God's saying to you. She would absolutely love to hear from you. Yeah. So thank you for joining us and find us on all the socials and reach out. We'd love to connect with you there. Thanks, guys. It's been fun, Whitney. I love you, Angie. It's been amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining Whitney and I today. Please remember to check out all the links in the show notes where you'll find places to purchase Whitney's book, Sick of Me, as well as the accompanying Bible study called We Over Me. Remember to follow Whitney and me on social media. We would love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram. You can find links in the show notes as to where to find us. Now, as you listen to this episode, I bet you thought of a friend or two who might like to hear this message. Would you text this episode link to that friend right now? This is the best way to get a great conversation started. Thank you again for listening. As you head into the rest of your day, we pray you will be inspired to pursue not just honesty in your relationships, but holiness. That's where actual change happens and when we become more like Jesus.